This is the Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 36, Rokugani Rocket Tennis. All right, welcome. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. And I'm Jason Wallace. What are we up to today, Carl? The time of the Scorpion Clan is here. Underhand, develop, children of the Empire, questions. You know what? Let's get on with this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, Children of the Empire is announced. We know what the October 10th announcement was all about. It's about the biggest expansion to an LCG in Ever? a single box. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically. It's, it's bigger amazing. than Terminal Directive was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, if we, if we, yeah. Account, imagine Terminal Directive if no, none of the cards were campaign cards and everything was a new thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Holy crap. Excellent. It's an exciting product. The storyline, the folding in some of the storyline elements, right, with Subdue the Spirits yeah. and yeah. Um, Defense of Rokugan, which are taking, Defense of Rokugan is, was that early, the earliest crab story, story. right? Yeah, the yeah, pre-release crab story where Tobinatsu dies mm-hmm. fighting the Oni. And then Subdue the Spirits is the not quite newest novella. Right, close to yeah. The Phoenix novella, <laughs> the first novella, the first. Uh, oh, yeah. So, here we are. Here we sit. We have we have underhand, right? All of us have underhand. We have woo. We have the cards, except because of Columbus Day and some random haunted game cafe distributor shipping problem. No book. We don't have the no, the book yet, so that's unfortunate. But we will get that. Soon, I hope. I look forward to reading it. I did catch up and I read the Aramoro story and the the letters were released. There's been a whole lot of stuff, right? The RPG book came out. The core rule book for the RPG. Yep, that's out. That came out Mm -hmm. as well. The Unicorn AMA and the Lion AMA happened this past week with more AMAs to follow. And they've spoiled a couple of cards in those AMAs. Mm -hmm. So even better. Uh, what do we want to talk about? So like, where do we start? I'll, is the I'll, question, leave it up, right? I'll open it up to, to the floor. Oh, yeah. by the way, we have Jason Wallace. If you didn't notice, Jason Wallace, <laughs> our local unicorn player, has joined us uh, for this roundtable. Name, uh, name number four popping on there. Yes, so. exactly. And this past, exactly. this past Thursday with the AMA and the news and all that, I'm just like, or it's a Wednesday. Whatever it was, like <laughs> it was Unicorn Day. I'm like, there's just too much for me to read. And then there's Keyforge stuff, OP stuff. I'm like, I, I I'm 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 just melting. There's too much information <laughs> yes. for me. <laughs> there and for the Keyforge fans in our audience, uh, they've released quite a few pieces of organized play. Brad was on a a gaming a video game radio show mm-hmm. based out of Minneapolis. Oh geez, really? Yeah. Uh, last uh, I think it was last week Tuesday. I think it was on Friday night last week. Friday night, something like that. Uh, I can't remember when it was. I listened to it earlier this week, well, and they just so. Jay just the 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 guy said the host said so this is coming out November fifteenth and Andrew Navarro who is the head of the studio said yeah and like they just brushed over that like that wasn't the biggest piece of news to come out of a radio show ever right like just nice and casual yep since that day and so I a whole bunch of moving on so I went does any did anybody listen to that? Because the only reason it came up on my mind is because Brad and I are friends on Facebook, and he said, hey, I'm on this radio show. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll, and he's like, there might be some keyboards. So I listened, and about, <laughs> I don't know, 10, 15 <laughs> minutes in, they, they dropped that piece of news. And I'm like, 
I don't know if anybody else knows this. Because <laughs> <laughs> who knows how many people listen to that radio show, right? And well, well, that are also say, interested yeah. in Fantasy Flight's card games. Exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. I was going to say, it's like the radio host goes, I drop a bombshell, the internet's explode. <laughs> I mean, move on. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. So uh, I, I posted it to Facebook and read it, and everybody went, oh, oh crap. Yeah, all right. We know. We know now. Yeah, so it's, it's been a good week for announcements, really, just all over the board for mean, fantasy like flight. Fantasy yeah, flight, yeah, it's been hard yeah. to keep track of. I mean, for Lord's sake. Yeah, they've know. been, and and well, it's leading up to, you know, the big release, uh, the world's coming for L five R. The letters are talking about the de- are putting out the decisions. It looks the like top the, the top of the clan yeah, will have basis. something, and then. Every top of clan. Will every have co- yeah. every top of clan will have a decision to make. So there'll be the the story prize for whatever that is for the main for, for the like winning, mm-hmm, the, you mm-hmm, know, for winning mm-hmm. the world champions, and then each head of clan will have one. So that's that's a lot of story stuff coming out. Right. I so mean, well, well and, the, and the unicorn they had a double one of who gets control of like the Toshi Rambo province, but also if they become shogun, who's a samurai? The the he's a Morita Toride. Uh, the HMT province, right? Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. But, but, there, but there's a surrounding yeah. land that's actually what it's called. Local, it's, right. a a local, it's the um, local um, settlement. Okay. Yeah, I, I read the, the, I read the letter, people. and it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah the, the decision of what is the future of HMT. You mm-hmm. know, it, depending on which family of the unicorn rules it, different things happen in that area. Yeah, but, they focus on right. different, but different in, aspects. But in addition yeah. to that, it's also whoever Shogun, if they also are a unicorn, get an additional choice for the unicorn clan. Oh, oh, okay. They, okay. They, you get a samurai that has a decision. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, and that's like it's you know, if you are the top player unicorn, you're you get to choose the family. But if you become a shogun for the unicorn, you actually get to pick oh, the a specific person in charge. Yeah. There's, there's, and oh there's wow. A, there's a gently veiled like. You'll get some kind of political bonus. You'll get some kind of military bonus. Mm-hmm. You'll get right. some kind of special thing, you know, in the, in the, in the depictions well, on there. Well, since HMT is part of the unicorn border with the Lion Clan. This is, and you know they're currently at war and all that. This is a big storyline choice. So, I, so this is going to be impactful. So if this is just this is and we're just this is just the unicorn. We just know about the unicorn choice at this point. We don't know what the lion choice is going to be. Lion came out yesterday. Crab. Oh, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, that's the thing. It, I know. I knew it existed. I haven't had a chance to look. Yeah, I haven't read the lion it. one yet. It, it's yeah. it's, it's uh, too quick. <laughs> it's the uh, choice of which lion family will be in charge of uh, training em- emerald champions' bodies, basically. Like you mean like the magistrates? Or? The magistrate, yeah, emerald magistrates, like okay. legion, like because the lion is the army of the empire right now, yeah. And mm-hmm. with Toturi being in charge, he wants a specific school of the lion, like a family, to choose which of them is going to lead the emerald. So uh, it's like a magistrate school within the lion clan. The, the they'll be ba- basically the f- a f- clan, a family in the lion clan will take over. Yeah, oh. the training the, 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 for the magistrates. The ma- yeah. Magistrates, basically, the, but the whole army of the emerald empire. Is Lion with Toturi yes. at the helm. Which, which section of special forces from the Lion goes and trains the regular, the regular imperial <laughs> right. forces, essentially? Fantastic. But ha, 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 what kind yeah. of temperament they have is yeah, yeah, exactly. going to have been on the yeah. family. So. That, that yeah. sounds kind of like, you know, putting the U.S. Navy SEALs in charge of training the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, weirder things have happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's, that's, that's sort of what pops into my head first. It's like, yeah, that's it, the it, sort of situation. And, and children represents... The, a, a transition of sorts. I was going to say to, it's a kind of from a s- from designer to designer. So Brad, uh, so those of you who who aren't familiar with the way that F- FFG does their LCGs, Nate is the the senior lead designer. So he's his name is always on the front of these LCGs. Has been for a while. He's primarily the lead on maybe Game he's Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. but mm-hmm. there might be 
Danny might be the lead on Game of Thrones now. I'm not sure. But how it's worked for L5R is Nate, Brad, and Eric were the the team of three on the core. And uh, Brad largely took the lead of the, the – like Brad, Nate, and Eric worked together to put those cards together from scratch, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Brad and Eric worked on it through Elemental – uh, with Tyler coming on, uh, as we kn- as we know from the discussions about Hawk Tattoo, Tyler came in as ki- that's when he was hired. Well, as Elemental was finishing, so Elemental, it, what is it? Elemental, Imperial, Phoenix, Clan Pack, Imperial, Imperial first. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah Imperial, Imperial first. Yeah. Imperial, Phoenix, and then Elemental were all from scratch. Brad's designs, mm-hmm. right? So then they got with with as part of the team, they got play tested and amended and so on and so forth and then tyler's first start to finish product is children of the empire right so uh brad did the initial designs on underhand with testing and changes my i would presume by tyler so this is tyler's first start to finish product and he and i talked offline and we've we've uh, he said things online and so on and so forth that he really wanted to bring the story elements in mm-hmm. he's really he really feels that the stage of the game now being a year old he wanted to begin to wrap those things into the game the scenes from the stories so that you felt as if okay here are the characters that were doing the things that i've read about mm-hmm. well it's a good and it's really cool i think in the release announcement they called it sort of a a snapshot of the story exactly mm-hmm. that, yeah so it's it's just sort of an encapsulation of what's happened up to this point in the game and that is just great yeah, I like it. It's great. It's mm-hmm. fabulous. Mm-hmm. Showing, you know, here's what the at this point in our meta story, here's what the emperor empire is like. You know, we're gonna, you know, we've got the neutral magistrate totary. We've got great cards that, you know, that out of all those stories, it's fabulous. It's it's a great it's a great idea. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there's there's been some art that has reflected mm-hmm. kind of. Char- sp- particular characters that have done things in the stories, but not necessarily storyline points, like the the big ar- arse dragon monk, right, breathing fire. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's standing on a rooftop, but maybe that's just my impression because that's what happened in the in the story in the dragon story recently. He came into that village and he stood on a rooftop and he breathed fire, right. And his art is very much I'm breathing fire now. Mm-hmm. So it's been. It looks like it's been seeded a little bit, but now they're getting very definitive points in the action. Subdue the spirits, and yeah. and uh, well, yeah, those are the, literal, being the literal, first two like, ones. Pivotal events. Right? Yep. I mean, I, I mean, I'm kind of interested. You mentioned the snapshot idea. I kind of feel like imagine a year or two from now, a newer player looking back and going, "Okay, what was happening around times of what was happening? What was happening plotline wise after the first two cycles?" So the answer is, look at that box. I mean, it pretty much is this little encapsulated yeah. window into what the game's doing, yep. like narrative-wise. Yep. Yeah, take take this card, look at that, <laughs> look at the art on it. Now go read this story. Yeah, no, completely. <laughs> and we've only seen we've only seen what a half a dozen cards from that set, maybe ten from a yep. core size, in- including yeah. the AMA spoilers. Right, and the <laughs> so I would expect there to be more. There, oh yeah, there's got to be a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, the art I love. I still love the art in this game. The mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the art for the 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 Tamanatsu's death scene. Oh yeah, fabulous! Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh god, that's good. Yeah, yeah very, that, that very moving. Very action. You oh, get yeah. the sense of movement. Yeah, that being that being tied to it. I'm, I'm sorry, I just realized we were discussing the size of the the, the um, product and all that. I'm all 
I just remember our Cardinado episode from a few back, and I'm like, this was worse than we thought. I'm like, oh Absolutely. No, 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 no. It is better than we thought. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the, um, it's the meme that's making its way around, right? I'm looking at your future. I'm seeing new cards. Holy shit, that's a lot of new cards. <laughs> well, here, let's let's now now we did kind of a count, right? So next year, so they say fourth uh, first quarter 2019 was was Children of the Empire. So we know Children is coming out. Right. And we also know two clan packs coming out, Unicorn and Well, let's say all five by the but end they of the also, year. But they also said that all five would come out by the end of the year. So we have six products coming out next Minimum. year. Right. Yes. Minimum. So, so let's back up even a, just a slight step back from that. Uh, we just finished up a cycle not too long ago, six mm-hmm. and six. We just a few days ago got Underhand of the Emperor. Uh, and I hope everybody's got their cards in hand at this point. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I don't. <laughs> Columbus Day screwed up uh, my store's sc- uh, schedule for getting the cards to me. Oh, well. For all of us. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, waiting patiently. And so, it's October. We've got Underhand, which will it, it released in time for it to be legal for Worlds, yes? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, Worlds is going to be interesting with that. Then, first quarter of 2019, we've got Children, which is going to be... Monstrous. It's gonna. It's gonna take. That's. That's basically. If you got two six and sixes dropped on you in one in one chunk in one in and one block. In, yeah. That's yep. The numbers do say that it's. It's basically two cycles of cards in one yes. box. So is basically yeah. Is this the next big deal? We moved, we moved from one pack per month for six months to one pack per week for six weeks to you know what? Screw it. Here's a year's worth. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Crap. Yep. Well, yes. And that's a funny point because that's what a lot of players have been asking for is don't give us six and six. We just want it all at once. You might as well. Okay, well, like, well. here's double that. Well, Enjoy. Say, <laughs> in like, one box. In one box. <laughs> so be careful what you ask for, children. <laughs> six and six isn't fast for us. I got you, fam. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, blam. Yeah. <laughs> the like, get a load moments. of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so a crazy uh, thought. Yeah, so, so we've got that. Then we've got five more clan packs coming in 2019. So realistically, and the, the, those clan packs are, what was it, 27, 28 cards per clan pack? So I, 28. I number, yeah, 28. 28. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 28 times five. Or, so so there's 25, 25 cards, three copies of, and then there's the the Singles, support, support yeah. stronghold. the stronghold, yeah. and we would presume a province. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, so 25 times five. Plus three. Card. Yep. Yeah, yeah, one fifty ish. Plus fifteen, actually. Mm-hmm. If you think about it. And you know, that's another, you know, hundred and some odd whatever cards. I'm not doing the math in my head right now because <laughs> it's morning. <coughs> so we've got something on the order of between three and four hundred cards <laughs> coming in in twenty nineteen. Now yep. now if you go if you go to what's unique about those, the it's seventy was seventy six unique cards plus six unique cards in children. Then you've got the twenty five cards. Five. And three in each clan pack. Mm-hmm. That's still even just looking at individual cards. That's north of two hundred. That's a shit ton <laughs> to absorb and to play with. Right. The meta game for twenty nineteen is gonna be up in the air. And then add to that the whole year. Add to that rotating rolls. Oh, Lord, oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. The staggered, there, there's gonna be two roll rotations rolls. during that time. Yes. Yes, yeah. there are. So and so I, I would so going on that. So thinking about. The world's decisions and and besides the story clan the story clan based decisions the ro- the role choice so my guess is that over the between now and worlds we will see if there are any I w- I'm hoping 
I want to see what the role choices, what the role locked cards are in children. Oh God, yes. Oh yeah. Mm. I want to see what those are and because really I want to be able to make a, a at least, if not a fully informed decision, a partially informed decision. But there will the be role locked cards in that. Yeah, but on the flip side, like you're saying, we are having faster rotation. So it's slightly less weighted than it was. Right, know. but that but the world's decision will last for eight months. Yeah. Right. Still. So we'll go yeah. from it's January only, again, to through July it. through yeah. through August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be so a big deal. I was just gonna say as well, um, uh, not to reiterate the point, if there is any other product that they haven't told us about for next year, then 2019 is just going to be a they, drowning tsunami of cards. But the thing is, they don't have time yeah. for any more products. I mean, I guess not. No, you're not. With, you're not with wrong. what they've been, with yeah. what they, with what they said they're going to release. Well, yeah, it's my god. <laughs> We're all thinking it, don't worry. You know. Pardon me while I reboot my mouth. With what they have announced so far for 2019, they have to release a product every other month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, so what? So odd months, basically. Yeah, so basically, oh, we we uh, my guess is, and I have I have no I have no insider knowledge of this. This is just Doug's speculation. Yeah. January will be children. Then March will get a clan pack, and which then will be May unicorn. will get a clan unicorn. pack. Unicorn, unicorn first, yeah. and crane. Unicorn. And crane. Uh, yeah, May yeah. will get a clan pack. Then uh, July will get a clan pack. Then September will get a clan pack, and then uh, November will get a clan pack. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Oh. And that would complete all five. Well, th- um, but that's also you know speculating here. November. Is worlds. when the next world, so yeah. they might they have might it even speed that up, right? Yes. Yeah, because because wouldn't be fair for whoever's the last clan that oh not definitely. have it for worlds while everyone else has got their clan. Yeah, pack. but yeah, fair but, is but there's production fair is, schedules. Yeah, so. fair is uh, fair is a thing. <laughs> right? well, trun- truncated schedule or compacted schedule shortly after Gen Con. We can see. That well, hopefully, just drag it last because oh, oh. they don't need more so, cards. <laughs> no, but you're you're absolutely right, Jason. I am not taking into account worlds. I'm not taking into account Gen Con. Yeah. What are they going to do for Gen Con? Are they going to well, just... I don't think it matters, as we saw this year. Are they going to dump <laughs> right, five right. packs on us at Gen Con? I mean, that, we yeah. got Gen Con this year with only four packs legal, so the production schedule on Gen Con don't seem to matter for them, but it looks like Worlds does because we got Underhand right you know, at the cusp of being legal for Worlds. Right. Yeah, I mean, so this are, is pretty are, close. Are we going to see you know children in maybe February or March... And then in June, you know, in June or July, right before Gen Con, five packs drop. Boom. Okay, summer, summer of the that plans. would be if they pushed it past January. That would be a long, it would shortage a long time because right now we're looking at underhand, and the next release is children, right? Well, and we're sitting here in October, so that's so that's if they don't get it out in January, then that's two and a half months plus. And and the fans will start to get a little grumpy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that's why we will t- we will see j- a January release for children. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. But you know, oh, how, in order to make all the clan packs legal for worlds, assuming FFG wants to do that, how do they drop all five clan packs? They're going to have to either double up one month, or, or maybe well, they do all five at once. They, or or they, five, <laughs> yes. or they, or they just, they just, you know, they do one. They accelerate that schedule a little bit instead right. of once yeah. every. Two months, they just do one every, every six month. weeks, right? And so they uh, accelerate. Six, that's five and five for the clan packs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I wasn't going to say it. One of you five know, so. every five weeks. Well, yeah. as we've seen, they don't seem to have any regular schedule for release of this. Again. No, yeah. no Again. Yeah. Like, since the, since the, <laughs> since the, you know, the, since this game was first announced, all of the people who played the CCG, or at least most of them, have been, you know, complaining about the the LCG release model and how it's not fast enough. We need more cards more often. 
again, <laughs> be careful what you wish. <laughs> <laughs> because, oh, the, uh, yes, this 2019 is going to be, yes, the card tsunami. <laughs> it's not... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, so so and and, and card tsunami. So let's let's turn from big picture to a little bit more focused. What what are the cards that you've seen in children? What of the very few cards we've seen, uh, which are the ones you're most excited for? Crikey, I love the unicorn attachment that they had in the AMA. The yeah. jewel. Oh yeah, the jewel. That is. I I think that's going to be a huge utility card for for unicorn. It is. It is a two cost attachment. It is right, so it's a two fate attachment. So right. it's one of those. It's but now it's Mashoto, so you can play it on the Mashoto. Shahai for one. Um, Shahai for one. Yep. Ooh, okay. and nice. um, now I'm sitting across from Jason here, who plays <laughs> fast and loose with his unicorn honor. <laughs> so he might not have the honor to to pay into the jewel. Or I'll have a dishonored Shahai that you noble sacrifice on. Oh, me. That, that too. That too. I did that the other night. That was that was a fun thing. <laughs> Not so much for Jason, but for me. You it's won that fun. game. It's always fun watching Tobin and Jason play. <laughs> oh man, so so the jewel is is it, it's a two cost attachment. I could see it being one of in the unicorn deck. What about you, Jason? What do you I, think? I would I would agree. It's probably a one of just because it's that high impact, high risk reward card. But it's not something you want to have clog up in your hand with multiple copies of. But it's one where in a forty card deck, if I get it. That's great, and you know maybe you're on the stronghold, and it's like you're you're one short, and this will uh, allow you not to like be Jason one short. Jason often is exactly, <laughs> but as Tovin said, I I play very aggressive, fast unicorn, and am very loose with my honor, so I probably won't ever, I probably won't sleeve it just because I'm already running lots of assassination and unleash the gins, and more honor loss is not something I can afford. <laughs> right, right, right. Or you go air and some yurts. You go air ring a lot. Yeah, I, I, I run through yurts. I never seem to get them when I need them. <laughs> got two right, the other night. So I didn't need them, though. So here's the thing. So Well, you kind of did. <laughs> so here's the in- interesting part. One of the things they also talked about was they cleaned up the language for dueling. So I'm going to read off all Honest Challenger here, which is the unicorn uh, card. Two fate, two two character, Bushi Cavalry Duelist. She has composure, which is a new keyword. Yep. Composure. Uh, you have composure if your honor bid is lower than an opponent's. So action during a conflict initiated military duel, and that's the how they've cleaned the language during a conflict, comma initiate a blank military political duel dash resolve the duel. That's the cleaning. Now, what they've said in the article is that the person initiating the duel would choose the two participating characters. Yes, mm-hmm. that doesn't right? change. That the, it's the wording has been simplified. The way the duel works really has not changed. Right, right. It's just it's just a cleanup of the card to make more room for more text. Yeah, right, and what they're, what they're getting rid of is the, who chooses the characters, that right. language that's on the other cards. That, those la- that language, I messaged Tyler and I asked him, that language sticks, right? Mm-hmm. That language still sticks. Yes. The, they, they're not changing policy debate. They're not changing uh, Retsugo. They're not changing um, any of training. the other duelist training. Yep. training. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're not changing those cards. Well, um, and actually, in the AMA, they uh, with the unicorn chat, they clarified about dueling, and they said whoever initiates it has to be one of the participating characters. Right, right. Did they did they clarify that the opponent has to be participating as well? I don't believe so. I just wanted to clarify, like with the honest challenger, that he has the honest challenger. She has to be the one that's actually in the duel. 
but whoever she selects could be anybody. Right, and so, that's the other change they made is that if you're initiating the duel with a character, that character has to be chosen on your side. As mm-hmm. a part, it has to be a participating character in the conflict. Mm-hmm. And have well, the, the other one doesn't have to be participating. Right. So, but mm-hmm. the, but the well, pers- that's the still to be decided. Initiating the duel must be in the conflict. Yes. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. and that, the, the no chance, well, so no well, chance there. Has the to be ass- a participating character. The assumption is, is if you're the one, if you're participating in the duel, or if you're participating in conflict, you have to oppose somebody who's also participating in the conflict. Right. They haven't. That's they. They haven't, didn't make that clear, mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunate. But let's go on that assumption because on that assumption, social puppeteer, which is a scorpion card, three cost, one military, three political composure. This. This composer, so while you while you as a scorpion player have a lower bid on your dial, this character has composure, and this character must be chosen as a target of an opponent's event if able. So if you're playing with social puppeteer in the participating in conflict, if you want to initiate a political debate or sorry, a policy debate, you can't choose anything other than her. She mm-hmm. must be chosen. So she's she's gonna be the target. If she's participating, she's got to be the target of the duels. Or a bonsai. And a whole bunch of other right? toys. Yeah. Or the bonsai, yeah. yeah. Now, she doesn't work with court games because you can just choose to honor one of your characters instead of dishonor one of theirs. But if you're choosing to dishonor one of theirs and he's got multiple people, they've got to choose the puppeteer. Well, hold but on. Must be chosen the target event if able. So I think in the case of court games, you have to choose the... Yeah, because you're, cho- you're choosing a particular character, aren't you? Yeah, that's one worth looking at. But more a point that she's a she's an event soak. Yeah, she's I might get that defend. wrong, but I she's think there, she's, she's there to the defend other characters from nasties. Yes, which is uh, hilarious. I, I, I saw that one. I was like, yeah, that's a hell of a card. Now, and it's only an event. So if you trigger the duel off Miramoto Raitsugo, she doesn't have to be the target. If you trigger mm-hmm. the duel off Honest Challenger, doesn't have to be the target. Well, and I was just looking up duelist training, uh, just to add a little bit more to the discussion. Duelist training specifically says, while this character is participating in a conflict, choose a participating ki- character controlled by your opponent. But I okay. think that participating wording is now folded into initiate a duel. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's that's not what Tyler said in the AMA for the Unicorn, with the Honest Challenger. They, they clarified that the other person doesn't have to be participating. So essentially, they're saying it's like a hark, a hawkpoon, yeah. only not as good. Interesting. It's, oh, okay. it's still the Honest Challenger. And you had to lose the duel to bring, but the opponent still gets to choose who they would bring in. Right. But the right. other person does not be participating with, like, Honest Challenger. So that's a special case for Honest Challenger, though, because Honest Challenger is a harpoon to bring things into the conflict. The who who choose, gets selected for the duel? Who has to be the person, the opposing person in the duel? Right. Yeah. And it's unclear whether that person, whether the character has to be participating or can be non-participating character. My assumption is that it's going to be participating. Well, if, if the, if the cleanup is just what, shortening what, 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 it to a d- initiate a duel and they're not changing the way dueling works, then... The two duelists have to be participating. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah. read Honest Challenger again, because I'm pretty sure it would, doesn't have to be in the conflict to initiate that Well, duel. no, no, no. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the reduction of the language. Yeah, so... Right? so right. Right. And, and, I, and I think in the AMA, they said that the Honest Challenger would not have to be participating in the conflict to use her duel. I'm pretty sure that's what they said in the then, AMA. That, then that would be a huge change. Okay. Well, oh, that's, yeah. well that's, that's, that's one of the... Because it just says initiated yeah. duel. It doesn't say it had to yeah. be participating. Well, that's well, that's what we're getting at is the... the, cl- the So far, the understanding was that initiated duels w- ruling... Make it clear, we've not been told exactly what that's supposed to, to actually... We've not been given the written rule that says what it means. But the implication we've been given was that initiated duel covers... Um, encapsulates all the other instances we've had of the text that would start a duel. And all those have included participating character, choose the participating character. 
So we are talking a little bit up in the air here, but that's what we've been assuming so far. Is so that, the, that's not really what they. That's not what they said in the AMA. Okay, well, no, so worth then, into, then, so. then they're going to have to revise the RRG when children drops. Yeah, and they. And, they that and that news article said we would be getting something. I think, right? I, w- I would hope so. I don't know because the uh, there there was. I skimmed over the AMA, but I It was the AMA or some news article. I thought they said that we might be getting some more updates on. Uh, OP. No, it was the because uh, we had to register our deck list for Worlds by oh, right, by right. the end of October, and in there they said look for possible OP updates within the next week. They they <laughs> so, said that okay. in that email. Okay. That's where. It's Okay. Oh, I knew I saw it, it somewhere. Okay. Yeah, it was right. in so that email. So say- a round table briefly turned into a square as we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we tried to sort. Because a couple out. of us are going yeah. to worlds and a couple aren't. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what what do we think of Okoto Tutori? The uh, neutral version. Good. I, the I, I, the I, I, not not advanced, but not not the same guy. Yes, he's not experienced. He's just a different version of Totori. Right. As, as I said to yourself before, I can I can't imagine the possible use for entering six builders in the conflict and saying, "Cool, that's not changing. You'll go." Yeah, and <laughs> Unicorn are excited about it because really we can strong. attack with the uh, children of the pl- child of the plains. Have him with, like, okay, my first action, you don't do anything. Okay, everybody, we win. Like, <laughs> not well, not everybody on Reddit, but when when uh, when children dropped, I saw several people on Reddit talking about a uh, what do they call it? the Imperial Corn deck, the Imperial <laughs> Unicorn deck. Yep, mm-hmm. that that Totary yep. is going to be like a central piece of doing a Unicorn deck that is. Heavily imperial based. Mm-hmm. That's just one use of him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I think you're gonna find, you know, Magistrate Totary in uh, showing up in a lot of places, just like you saw Kudaka showing up in a lot of places. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, totally. I, I saw some people uh, say with Phoenix because he is a champion, so you can use the ancestral sword on him. Oh God! With the seal, <laughs> of the Phoenix, you can make him oh, Lord, a Phoenix yeah, character. Yeah, well, that's a three card combo. That's but, but still, but it's gross. It's also a monstrous one. Now, it's, now, it's a good three card combo right, if you now, can pull it off. Now, Taturi, it is an action, right? And mm-hmm. the beauty part about Lion is that this the thing that I think about here is that there are cards in play that you're not restricted from using. So oh, yeah. you can use your strongholds. You can the attachments. Uh, if they have a they have an exhaustion, or you can ha- take the action on attachment, take the action on characters. You're only prevented from playing cards from your hand, but that doesn't mean you can't play. You can't use the cards that are already in play. So this does Totori, I think, takes a little bit of setup. But even okay, you get one action, mm-hmm. and then and then I'm going to blank. It, it, and then we're gonna it blank really, really shuts down a lot of crane decks because they're more event focused. But like dragon, they're like, oh, I'll just throw in attachments and. I don't care. Can't play cards from hand, right? No, yeah, can't depends. play cards from hand. So yeah, so Tatori to some extent would can't, would cancel yeah. oh. Crane and would cancel uh, Scorpion. So it already has yeah. to be in play before the conflict. Yes. Okay. I was just saying, basically, the, the thing I love about him is he's certainty the card. It's like whatever the board state currently is when I hit this action, it pretty much That's stays it, there. Okay, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Which is why I think everybody's gonna want to gonna want to splash. Yeah, it, it might be an interesting call about how much he becomes a a one of just in case, as it okay. were, a toolbox situation. Think about think about the crab. He is five deck. cost. He is mm-hmm. five cost. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, that's but for, also for a stunking chunk of military. And you need the favor. And you need the favor. Okay. Yes. Yes. He, yes. He he's huge. That that six military is is. And three, three glory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, honored. To, yeah, getting him honored. Ooh, that's gonna yeah. be rough. But like Crab likes to to control the board state, right? He's perfect for the Crab control deck. For the defensive style one too, as I say, if he's defending, um, immediately triggers his action. To you know? anybody who plays against a lot of Phoenix, 
Uh, he's going to be great against... And my mind just went blank. Hmm? Um, the the Kiyunisawa? No, um... He would he would do he do a lot of nightmares <laughs> with Kyu and Asawa. Oh, yeah. No, you don't. You're no, not gonna no, do. You're um, not gonna use your strong. Yeah, to, Asawa Tadaka. Asawa Tadaka. Oh lord, yeah. <laughs> oh. So, so he could you know like that's he is a, a an interesting defense against Asawa Tadaka. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because okay, I can't play anything. Fine, you can't play anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. Block down the right. Yeah. There's a bit of yeah, and that's like let's not play the game kind of thing, but only for that conflict. Yeah, it's. An, I'm. I'm. I'm not expecting him to be the world's gr- most um, amazing splash into the pool all of a sudden. But he's. He's not going to be a main yeah. pillar of a deck, but, but he's going to be great support yeah, for a lot of different him. strategies. You're going to see him around. Yeah. He's and, but that's and, and that's only huge. one spoiler though. That pack of oh, so many oh, more cards. Yeah, okay. So uh, it just shows that we have more deck building options on our way, right. which is so, fantastic. So out of so out of seventy six three of cards, we've seen what five or six. There's one, clarity, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight that I'm seeing here on five rings, and then two other spoiled cards from the AMA. Right. So, so, so we've ten. spoiled about ten cards. So we've got sixty-four more <laughs> cards <laughs> <laughs> that are three ofs, and whatever the one ofs are. Right. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, th- that's a, only just a small percentage of what of what's in there, and and what we've seen so far is. Pretty stonking good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's the there's the speculation piece. What are the six? Uh, what are the six unique? What are the six one ofs? Oh, crikey, do we? I mean, we don't. Ex- hmm. Either we expect a stronghold for almost everybody, or we don't expect strongholds because that's going to be a bit bit of a big deal, right? Yeah. So um, it could be strong. It could be strongholds. It could be uh, one of holdings. Yeah. Ma- maybe new uh, roles. Like we have the support of roles and. Yeah, See, I, would love, I would love more. Now it's just focus ones. Yeah, that could be some cool some plotline, some plotline style role things. We've got keeper of the elements. We've got seeker of the elements. Maybe there's some other something. Maybe they took uh, Tobin's idea of the you know elemental champion role. Like you can yeah, have all air and all fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so more elemental roles would be great. I I'm not sure. If I how much I I buy into that bit of speculation, <laughs> uh, like you could do like a com- combination seeker keeper thing where you yeah. like you don't get the influence of a see you don't get the additional influence of keeper, you get but you get to play keeper cards but you have like one less influence so you're like instead of seeker of air you get to you get to play a double of the province, mm-hmm. but you get one less influence. So yes, there's. <laughs> the, I'm seeking and keeping things. There's lots of there's lots of possibility for those one ofs. Uh, I'm just really hoping that if they are things that I don't feel like I need multiple copies of, because that's gonna suck. If oh, I <laughs> outside of one deck. Sorry, yeah. I see what you're saying. And and uh, and that's where I think I'm gonna buy two copies of it because I buy two copies of everything. My ouch, guess is ouch ouch. <laughs> uh, my guess is provinces. Yeah, Ooh, in the pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how many more of those? If I mean, we know mm-hmm. this card count in there. Yeah. Well, five provinces, provinces and a roll card. Five provinces and a stronghold. Five I'm provinces. I'm hoping that they aren't something. provinces because if they are, well, I'm going to end up with two copies of each one because, I, like I said, just said, I'm going to buy two copies <laughs> of it. But you know, how many? You know, if if I have a, th- if I want to put a th- together a third deck, you know, the reason why I buy two copies of everything is because I hate swapping cards between decks because I never remember to do it. Uh, you know, I, I'll be in the middle of a game like, oh, I forgot to put, you know, this card in the deck, this other deck that's at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the middle of the game at the game store. Mm-hmm. Crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, quick count there. 
how many provinces did we see across the first two cycles? There was like one per pack for neutrals almost, wasn't there? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. again, assuming this is two cycles we, worth, we get three of those? Maybe, I forget. I but more, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. But more, more the point that, like, how many different ones we might expect in, in something this size. Yeah. We could be looking at a good dozen of them in one in we one chunk. We could mm-hmm. be. Holy cow. So I'm, I'm hoping yeah. it's something like, you know, one of holdings or new strongholds or something that I'm not going to want to have a play set up. <laughs> <laughs> or two play You still want to buy three <laughs> of the... <laughs> Oh, hash, hash. <laughs> I was going to say hash Doug problems here. Hey, if, yes. you, if you guys Doug, need extra cards, just go to Doug yes. Keister. <laughs> Doug world Hashtag problems. Hashtag Doug's problems. <laughs> Doug, Doug world problems, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, this I want to transition a little bit, a, a little bit more. We've, with so many cards coming in, and uh, we have, we I asked for listener questions, and this wasn't a listener question specifically, but a, uh, a gentleman who is, uh, I recognize, and being online, being active in the community uh, for Conquest, and he's transitioned to being an active community member in L5R, at least w- someone who poses some really great questions to the community on Reddit. Fighting Walloon, uh, shout out to you. He recently posted a question to the community. How, how, how do they manage your expectations of what will happen from turn to turn, conflict to conflict? Do you find the complexity of the game leaves you more prone to tilt or being caught by surprise? And, are, and he asks for any tips for avoiding this other than just get good. Like, how do you how do you manage the expectations from turn to turn, maybe conflict to conflict? I, I know that in, when I play Jason, it's always seems really swingy. Um, it almost always it's probably not. I hear a little frustration. In your voice <laughs> yeah, now, I, well, because <laughs> I lost two against him, so it's it seems really swingy sometimes. And yes, in conquest, it's not. I once said about conquest that it is tennis to Netrunner's baseball. Mm -hmm. And this L5R, at least emotionally, psychologically, it's like rocket tennis, (laughs) right? Because, because each, each action can be even more deliberate and tilt you over more. And I got Jason laughing here. So how do you manage and that was that took a took a while for me to get used to. How you many honor did you get him down to the other night before he two. broke your stronghold? <laughs> <Yeah>. Hard. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, let's just let's just pull that out. I'm just <laughs> so let's, no 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 no. Yeah. I I want to I want to like, like how do we how do, yeah. you can yeah. you can give me a hard time, but no, I want to no, no just, just very quickly get it on record there. Um, it's like rocket tennis. Toby <laughs> Lopez, 2018. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's there. Right. No. Well, the the way I was going to do before you killed me with that, <laughs> truly, which you did. Um, I was going to go all sciencey bit and say the little thing called Bayesian probability, if anyone's familiar with math. There are probabilities based on whether you can work out the likelihood of something happening in a certain, like, you know, roll of dice, one in six chance of a side. Then mm-hmm. there's something called Bayesian probability, which is based on basically going, right, there is no way to calculate this. There really isn't. There is no way, no number basis to think this on. So look at prior events, look at current situation, compare them, and estimate. Humans are Bayesian probability machines. Right. We're good at having what is basically called gut instinct. You, yeah, you, you, which you, we talked about last time. We would call yeah. that, yeah, we call that a gut instinct or yeah. an educated guess. Yes, precisely. That's, so. that's yes. This that's is the Bayesian game of Bayesian reasoning. probability. Really and you is. just have to. How do you normalize that? The way that I do it is, I I look at, I think about my opponent's hand size, and what they've there's, done. There's a very good counter for stuff. And what yes. they've done in the last turn or two, well, right? It, it and, then, and I go in with, what is the likelihood they have these cards? If it's the first conflict and they have nine cards in their hand and I'm going in and I have eight or nine cards or whatever, I'm trying to 
get an idea of what's the likelihood they have a Lego? What's the likelihood they have a Cloud the Mind? What's the likelihood they have a bonsai, a court games, whatever it might be? Well, I think what's the likelihood they have a display of power? Yes. Right? So I, I would take it back even back farther than that. It really starts when you sit down. You know, you have to take in take some ideas from poker and from chess and other and other you know games like that, where the first thing you do is you size up your opponent. Pay attention to what they're throwing down as they're setting up for the game. Right. That mm-hmm. that will that will inform a lot of your decision making from turn one. In right. The game. But how do you? Th- he's the the discussion was how do you manage expectations? Mm-hmm. Well, right. Yes, so how do you? I'll say as a, as a as a unicorn player until recently, my expectations were I'm going to lose every game, <laughs> <laughs> and then when I won, it just felt great. But now we're actually uh, doing pretty good. So. That's, not, that's not a bad piece of psychology, to be fair. But yeah. if your expectations are, you know, the bottom though, then when you win, it's just you enjoy it that much more. But totally so. I, yeah, I, and I guess that's I guess maybe that's the thing, right? Go in hoping to win, hoping to break, mm-hmm. but if you just win and just break. And that's one of the decisions that I've come to. Sometimes winning a conflict is all I want to do. Sometimes I'll, I'll declare a conflict to get the fade off the ring, knowing that he's, that my opponent is going to take it. I'm like, okay, they're going to defend against this, but I'm going to get the fate for later. And worth saying as well, very often I find on defense, there are moments where someone's going to come in and they're going to win the conflict. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. The moment at which you realize you can encourage them to break it, i.e. to extend that bit further, meaning that your plan is now more likely to work and you feel it's more important. Right. That's a big deal. I would Especially without playing cards from your hand. Yeah, precisely. I would turn this around and say, this leads back to this description of L5R as a war game. The kind of thing that Doug's talking about there about sizing up your opponent, like you say, a lot of the time you can't sit down someone and go, oh, hey, I know this guy. I know how he plays. I know what kind of deck he's done. This is new to him. But wargaming tactics and strategy teaches you methods to find out things about your opponent. What's the opportunity cost of working out what they have, how they're going to play, what they're likely to do, to get some feel for what their responses are? And that's very much a, a wargaming style deal. There's a fog of war going on. There's, a, yes. there's an observation of what's happening. Right? Also, you know, pay attention to the first flop. Yeah, because no that's the one. That's when you get you get the choice about right. You mm-hmm. get to mulligan. Okay. Yeah. What, what did they mulligan into? Yeah. Yeah. What did they? What did? What does that tell you about what they're looking for out of their deck? Totally reasonable. It may, that may give you some information there. It's information gathering from the beginning of the game. That's how you manage your expectations. That's how you figure out what they're going to do next. Right. You have to you you take every turn, every play that's come beforehand, and 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 calculate. Everything's mm-hmm. important in this game. I lose a lot. Okay, I've I, I lose a lot more games than I win. Uh, I've I've so far this year, I think I've only won five games out of I don't know how many I've played. So just okay. to give you an idea about, and I I play at least once a week, and it's usually one or two games. Mm-hmm. So that's quite that's quite a bit of play where I lose. Mm-hmm. But every every game is a learning experience, and most of those games. As I'm doing the post mortem in my head, you know, two seconds after I've you know put all my shuffled all my cards back together, and uh, oftentimes I'll be discussing with my opponent what happened during that game. I can point to a single play that lost me the game, mm-hmm. almost without fail. Right. So so and and so, I think there is having played Conquest for two plus years and then playing this game for a year and a half. There's more tilting in this game. I there tilt is. more in this yes. game. Right, because I, they have the one, uh, they have the one card that you have a, you have the what you think is the soup to nuts in the opening hand, and they have the soup to nuts to cancel all yours, 
and you're just like, wow, that sucks, right? And so that can put you on tilt. However, this game also allows you, unlike Conquest, this game allows you to come back. You have to get certain draws, and you have to get certain characters, and you have to hope that they get... Uh, kind of a lousy, you know, dynasty flop, flop on turn two or maybe, you know, a couple consecutives. But you get that critical card, and that's a big deal. Especially, like, things like sabotage. Things like having sabotage in your hand. They declare military. They have the... Some uh, big holding. Yeah, Karada District or Kanjo mm-hmm. District, right? And they're declaring military, so it's not even... You're not even worried about sending somebody home. You can just burn that district. Bammo. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's why and that's where, you know, people are like, well, you know, broken provinces. If you're one away from a broken province and you have that possibility and you're more or less decided that your opponent is exhausted and you're like, eh, I don't need to break this. I I it's it's something I wrestle with, but I try to go for the break because that card that's going to sit up there and flop up there, turn turn up on that card later, is only going to be around for a turn. If that happens to be a holding, like a Karada district or a Kanjo district or who knows what, maybe an expensive character that they can't play because they have other characters or they don't have the fate, that's where that broken province comes in big. Hmm. And so, you know, I I want to answer this. I want to answer this question. But you have to... You There's ha- not a wait, simple answer. No, there yeah, isn't. Okay. And when you yeah. go into a tournament... You have to, or really any game, but especially in tournament, because everything's you know ratcheted up. The intensity yeah. is ratcheted up. Of course. Be normal. Be as steady as you can be. Mm-hmm. And I was like that at Gen Con. I keep reflecting on this that I had a great time at Gen Con uh, because I was very steady in my emotions, and and I think I you had a plan. You really, executed the plan. I think I really mm-hmm. played well, and I was able to anticipate what might happen. I don't play the cancels. When I have a cancel in my hand, sometimes I don't play the cancel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, bonsai, no problem. I mean, that's one that's one thing we are kind of brushing up against there. Yes, this game requires and benefits from a chunk of experience, both with the both with the game and with the card pool. No argument there. I would say if there's one good general rule that you can apply to most circumstances, and it's not so much saying there's an easy way to do this, it's the cost benefit analysis. It's that idea that I think Tobin touched on it just as he, in his first opening line on this. That idea that you go right. I'm looking at my opponent, looking at what he's got in play, looking at what cards he's got in hand, and, and Tobin says, and I'm going in. I think the big question is, do you go in? That, the, that's, the big, that's the big skill, to know when to go, I passed that conflict, and that was the right thing to do. Yeah, I right. am not going to go in on this, because right. it's when not it, worth it. When is it enough to tie your opponent? The conflict, I say, not even, not even, or, or just lose yeah. by one. Well, well, you know, say not go in. Yeah, back off. You know, hold you know, do I just stop the break and lose the conflict, mm-hmm. or do I push to win on defense? Yeah, that's the skill. That I think is the is the trick. You know, how you you have to try and you, there is some guesstimation that you have to make about what you think your opponent's strategy is going to be, but also you have to have a plan going in. You have to know you have to know your strategy for your deck, and execute it. Now, like any good general will tell you, no plan survives first contact with the enemy, mm-hmm. and and that's and that's totally that totally happens in this game. Yeah, I mean m- more so than most as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yes, are is the is this game more likely to tilt you? Oh hell yes, <laughs> especially when Asawa Tadaka hits the table, or when <laughs> when uh, someone does their third forged edict on you. <laughs> they're they're uh, you know when when you're when you're sitting there playing your your new dragon deck that you know you're not really is not quite optimized yet and you're watching everything you try to do fail just by the barest like just 
barely missing on everything. Yeah, that's when you tilt. No, not to extend this, I would point out the third 4D dick is a moment of relief. The second 4D dick is a moment of tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, it's but it's relief and frustration. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes. All wrapped but up now, into but one. But now you know it's done. Now you but, know it's but over. But to kind of go with that point, that goes with what I said earlier. As Unicorn player, always losing for a while because our card pool wasn't the best, but it's also more of, you know, whenever I'd play a card, I expect it to get canceled. I expect my opponent to immediately not be able to counter whatever I'm doing. But the trick is to try to get them to spend more resources than I've done in the conflict. And that's my mindset to try to prevent from tilting. And resources being cards exhausted, cards played out of hand, uh, fate being paid. Yeah, I mean, because I found that, especially when I overwhelmingly win, a game, I find it's like the games where I have like 10 or more cards in hand. I haven't played most of my hand, but my opponent is down to one or two cards in their hand. That's indication of I'm going to win this game because they've expended early resources to try to stop me from whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And now that our card pool has gotten better, you know, that's where I see it's like, oh, I don't need to play all these cards all at once. But yeah. unicorn players also got used to of like, doing the faint attacks of not over committing those are early lessons that we struggled through mm-hmm. and now that our cars are getting better you know it's allowing us to get a lot more wins consistently because we're used to saying okay i just need enough to do you know am i attacking to just win to trigger a ring or am i attacking to break and what are my other plans or you're uh, or in the case of unicorn and hmt and lion and hmt are you Unicorn is a little bit easier, where you, all you just have is uh, you want to get that? win with a more participating exactly. player, mm-hmm. and, then, able, and then and then come in, later. come in later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to encapsulate it there, make no move with certainty. Mm-hmm. You need to move, but don't don't do not assume anything's going to work. I mean, that's a really good method for this yeah. game. Well, exactly. And, and, yeah. you, and you reminded me of something also. The you know playing cards as a feint. I do that. Yeah. I will. I will play something out of my conflict hand, thinking, okay, if if I play this. You know the the censure is going to hit the table, or you know, or oh. you know something is going to hit the table. The, the the cancel is going to come. Wait, the cancel didn't come. Why is he letting that through? Oh <laughs> yeah. shit! What happened? What's going? You know, yeah. Efficient, and then, and then you the have cancel. to then you have to very quickly recalculate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, hopefully we've addressed that question to some extent. Some of the other listener questions we have. Sal asked, "What are your ideas for an imperial themed deck with what ha- we have certainly currently seen in the previews?" And which clan would have the best support for a theme like that? And I think we talked about Unicorn and Imperial. <laughs> I think we mentioned that. Well, I mean, also yeah. Line and Imperial, I think, could work pretty well. Sapuna Shikawa is a big deal, right? Yes. Like it, with all yeah. the Imperial cards that are coming out, you pull out a Sapuna Shikawa that is all of a sudden a 5 5 or a 6 6. Not, not to mention yeah. Unicorn got Tetsuko, who's also Imperial, and she makes it so cards cost one more fate to be played from hand. Her with a Chihuahua, with Toturi, Unicorn could be the way to go to have like a real denial type deck that hasn't existed before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with, yeah, hit him out. It's like, oh, and he's a 7 7 right now. Yeah. And hey, yeah. Mia Satoshi might see more play too. <laughs> yeah. And Mia Satoshi has, Mia Satoshi has kind of, he's still around. He's fallen off though. I, I haven't mm-hmm. noticed him lately. I forgot to mention to yourself. I think we got the stronghold kits in for the next season mm-hmm. finally, and yeah, the um, the third the third or fourth pack set was just a massive full art Mia Satoshi. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, holy cow! So apparently people want this card. Yeah. Well, someone <laughs> thinks they do anyway. Because whoa. Yeah. So yeah, so unicorn looks look, looks good for the imperial theme. Duelist seems like it's going to be a theme coming out of children. Mm-hmm. So that that sh- that should the, be interesting. But composure. that's not imperial. 
one of the debates right now with Unicorn is um, Spyglass on whether to run it or not. Because it is a great card, but with everyone bidding five most of the time, you know, a lot of people are testing not using Benef- Spyglass. marginal. Or, yeah. But, and also the idea of, like, I want to win by turn three. You're not going to get as much utility out of Spyglass. Yeah, no, but when Children fun. hits and Composure is a thing... I think we're going to see a lot more people actually bid one or you know lower bids, and Spyglass value suddenly goes up tremendously, not only for Unicorn, but as a splash. Yeah, completely. Right. Now, the interesting part is on these duels with like the Honest Challenger. Mm-hmm. On a duel, you, you're like, oh, if I have Composure, I have plus two. So you initiate a duel. It's the, the discussion about pulling somebody and losing it intentionally is going to be hard for Honest Challenger because if you bid one and they bid two... All of a sudden, you're at five military without having done anything, <laughs> right? Because the composure recalculates as soon as the duels are revealed, right? As soon as the dials if are you, revealed, yes. You yeah. either turn, maybe you turn it on, or maybe you turn it off, and all. So that effect is counted in the dueling, and that's a. <laughs> so we're well, that, that's also kind like, of a, a win I for unicorn. I get a plus two military for free. Okay. Yeah, and remember something else. Remember the the recent RRG change. Now we know why they are that we had that RRG change about about when dials are applied mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because yeah, composure yeah. mm-hmm. you know composure will change that so remember that you know you calculate everything and then after you've calculated all of your various things then you apply the dial so th- that's the very last thing when you're calculating skill yeah. yep that's a, that's a huge so that's thing. a big deal yeah next question by Felix he asks are new players like me still picking up the game well Felix welcome to the game. Uh, and I can say yes, they are, people are still picking up the game. Haunted Game Cafe has seen a couple people come in uh, in the last month or so. Mm-hmm. We've got two newer players at Total Escape, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake and Eric, and uh, they've only been playing for about, what, six months? Yeah. Yep. And then you that? have, a, Carl, you have a couple people at Haunted Game, right? Indeed, yeah. I mean, let's turn that question around. Is there, is there somewhat of a barrier for new people to get to this game? Yes. Yes, there is. And we'd want to work around that. And that's part of, we know the usual LCG barriers are in place, along with the fact that this is one of the heaviest, chunkiest um, LCGs ever been made. Right. Yes. Um, this indicated by the previous questions. <laughs> no you know. There's so much that goes into the play of this game. It. I don't even know if chess is a proper... No. Uh, analogy. Is it's more like, it's actually more like Go. Well, and you've never played the game of Go. It's yeah. just, it's just a lot of money. That's it is, right? said, these it's are all just a lot things. of money. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. now with children coming out, you could go with core or two and children. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, depending, depending and then, on content. And, and then yeah. just slowly, like, oh, that character's in that pack. I'm going to buy that. that yeah. I'm, a, I'm a, cl- I'm a Phoenix model. guy. Yeah. yeah. A year from now, when we're, really when we're talking about this in October of 2019, which we will still probably be talking about this in October of 2019, because it's always, I think it's always going to be an issue with this game. It'll be, I think it'll be, the, the, the calculus there will be a little easier, because then you can say, you want to get into this game? Buy a core set, play a couple of the demo deck games, just, you know, see if you like it. Okay, you like it? Maybe buy a second core set, go get the the clan pack for the clan that you like, and then look at Children of the Empire. In the grand scheme of LCG buys, mm-hmm. that's a relatively it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty yeah. minor a couple hundred intro. bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, one copy of Children, one copy of a clan pack, one or two core sets. That's a pretty that's a pretty low buy in for one of these games. That's a good way to get in, and that and that gives you uh, the ability to build competitive decks. That'll be a slightly more gentle introduction to getting a new player into the game, you know, buying cards wise. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then there's the uh, issue of rotation, 
right? Like, so when are they going to rotate? I think they've learned their lesson from Netrunner. Okay. They yes. wait. It, it was the only game, and still is the only game to hit that hit that mark. I think they've learned their lesson, and that it's going to be. I certainly hope it doesn't happen. What what happened to Netrunner doesn't happen with L5R, mm-hmm. and I think they're cognizant of that. They're very cognizant. Like you know, we we said this thing in the past, and we kind of. I think they felt handcuffed by what they said earlier. Yep. And mm. now they're gonna rotation is gonna be when they sooner. Th- yeah. Yeah. When they first announced no? rotation, it made a lot of sense to set a a deadline. You know, every LCG is gonna rotate when this triggering event occurs, which was what the first pack of the seventh cycle or whatever. Yeah. It was. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've since learned with you know all the problems of Netrunner and the stale meta that they had that you, you can't have a hard and fast rule. They've also learned that they can't have a hard and fast rule for how they distribute each LCG. That's why they have committed to doing a six and six for every cycle for L5R. Yeah, craziness, yeah. yeah. So it's, it, FFG is going to take it on a case-by-case basis. Who knows when, when L5R is going to rotate? It could rotate December of 2019. Depending on what's the content of the all the clan packs is, maybe uh, Imperial. Well, that would be two. Yeah, that'd be maybe two Imperial years. needs to drop out. Yeah, yeah, there's a point. I, I don't yeah. expect well, that. Well, and and here's here's a, here's a question from Will. Uh, by the end of the next year, each clan will have its clan pack, plus the new product announced earlier this week, which is children, of course. Maybe even another cycle. <laughs> God, well, that would be amazing. Do you think? The <laughs> I don't game, know if amazing is the right <laughs> word for that, Tobin. Do you think the game is at high risk? Is it a risk due to the high volume of product being a steep barrier to new players? The game is great. If you're up to speed and on top of the release cards, our local group has seen a couple of people drop out recently. How do we replace them? Yeah. I think so. I yeah, and that gets to the question of that gets really does get to rotation. Like, mm-hmm. how soon does Imperial rotate out? Right. Yeah. I th- that one is I see that as a double edged sword because there's been a lot of complaint on like the FFG forums and Reddit and other places about there's not enough cards. The the card pool's too shallow. We can't get people into the game because. There's not enough diversity of deck building. Mm-hmm. And to point out, that's a very particular viewpoint, largely on the heavily competitive player side. Right. Because as we know perfectly well, a player coming in probably wants a slightly more relaxed card pool. And the old, yeah. well, if you, the, the old 5R quote unquote community, they tended to be heavily competitive. So the, the old guard of the game, they need a deeper card pool than we have. To mm-hmm. stay interested, to stay focused, to to have you know the meat that they're looking for. Yeah, and I I don't I, w- I would have said that yes I would have said that six months ago, and but I think we're getting to the point now where yeah. we yeah. that's that's as that's as deep as they need it to be. It's as deep as they, they, yes they want everybody wants new cards everybody wants Close. new want, the want new, new hotness yeah. right. Yes. So where is the balance? Where really you drop off, you you have to drop off. Like if they dropped off Imperial, how many of those restricted cards would drop off? Feast Feast or Famine would drop off. It's not a restricted card, but it's it's a problem card. It's close to it, right? As it were, yeah. Policy, Policy debate. debate. Boom, gone. gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Fury. But what that's else? Corset in it. Corset. Fury is corset. Forgedictus corset. Um, let FGG's, go is corset. Let, let, well, let go isn't restricted. Uh, FGG is corset. Close. Charges corset. Charges corset. So there's a lot of corset stuff in there, um, but the, some of the other problematic ones, feast famine policy debate, yeah. they would drop uh, off. Iron so, Mine would also yeah. drop off. So oh yeah, Iron Mine would drop off too. Yep. You hit two different sides of that. Part of it is, of course, the the classic card pool problem of 
what cards are an issue in themselves and what cards are an issue in context. And if you're taking out a, an entire cycle, then that question changes, right? The second thing you mean, like, the, just the importance of the card pool size, just stripping out the however many cards from the from the available things for people to play, does, you know, is that enough to help people come in? I think those are both reasonable. Yes, but also there's also something else you need to consider when you're thinking about this, is that we're talking about seven clan packs being available, one for each clan. How many cards out of each of those clan packs are people going to be using? Well, you're going to be using your clan pack to get your clan's cards, and then every other clan pack has one card for your clan and whatever the neutrals are. Mm -hmm. So the other six clan packs, whatever they are for you, are of limited utility. So mm. you got so you got that to factor in as well yeah, when we're talking about the card pool size, right? Yeah. So, so so how do, how do we, how do people replace? I think there hasn't been a lot of conversation of buying a couple core sets with a friend, right? So that's right. still a thing. You can still do that. Like I'm, I trend towards, I trend towards crab, crane, and I will dabble in a third clan that m moves. Now I have a plethora of cards. I've been in it since the beginning, so. That's not a problem for me. But if you want to get people in, you might throw that idea out. If they find a friend of theirs, you know, two, two people can go in on three core sets and split it fairly well, like getting neutrals for each one. Everybody gets a, a deck of neutrals. Everybody gets a play set of all these things. But they have two, three clans each. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that might take some testing to figure out which of the three clans you want. But you can do that. That's a way. And that's an idea to float to people who are thinking about the game. Yeah, give them, give, let them s slowly move themselves into the game yes. by sharing, thing, yeah, sharing that burden. One thing that I've seen with other competitive card <clears> games, then <throat> I'm going to talk specifically about Magic the Gathering for just a second. Uh, I know there's, a, there's a, a large Magic community at my local game store, Total Escape Games. And what I see a lot of is uh, a couple people will get together and share a card pool. Or the the one team that we have that plays there, they have a large card pool that they have all pooled together out of their own individual collections, and they all build decks out of it. So sharing a set of cards is a thing. It's a it's a it's a good thing in competitive card games. So that is mm -hmm. one way to go about it. Yep. Now the LCG model, which everybody at this table today has pretty much bought heavily into, allows us to each have our own individual card pool for a pretty low price. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in all, you know, in, when you consider all of the cards, that, you know, games that are out there. But pooling cards together and, and building decks out of that, instead of splitting them up physically, you just have them physically together and you just right. try to build. So, mm -hmm. you know, if, if Tobin and I are sharing a card pool, you know, I'll store the, you know, the cards get stored over at Tobin's house. I come over to Tobin's house on a Saturday and we sit down and we deck build together or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. that. That could be a very positive and wonderful thing. You know? And to change that one over too, as you we were saying before, when we've, we generally haven't bought into parts of the card pool. Most people playing this game have bought the card pool. So that means that if someone's going to come into the game and try and take part, have a few decks. Mm -hmm. I mean, long and short, you net net deck some stuff in whatever faction, whatever second faction mm -hmm. you want. I mean, I've finally gotten to this point of having two major decks I'm playing. And just recently with the newer guys, I was all, if you guys like, I know you're just starting out the core set, I have two full decks ready to go. You're welcome to try these out against each other and get right. more of a feel right. outside of that core set problem. So, and, you know. and, and so that leads us into uh, the next question by John. It mm -hmm. seems to be a theme here, right? <laughs> so John asks... Uh, how can existing players help newer players over the initial hump of learning the game? It's a tough game on newbies, as we've, yes, mm -hmm. absolutely agree on that. What can we do to that make that less the case? And maybe a question from the perspective of being a fairly inexperienced player myself. Playing L5R is different from play, playing games like Conquest and Netrunner and Magic. In those games, you build up your economy, and the complexity of the game state 
gets more complex over the state of over the course of the game. It starts slow and grows. In L5R, you start turn one in the deep end of the pool. This is still John talking now. You have ten huge decisions to make in the first turn of the game. This is much harder to grasp than play a land, put a dude on the table, pass. So what do you do to help yourself not get overwhelmed by the choices this game represents? I think, as, as Carl mentioned, having some fairly simply low cognitive load Heuristic, decks. Heuristics, basic heuristics. Yep. Yeah. Low cognitive load decks. You don't do a crab sack deck, right? <laughs> you don't do a kind of, uh, you might HMT stay, unicorn deck. You might want to stay away from Phoenix at first. Yep. Just play uh, Dragon. Interact plenty. It's not a Dragon is dragon Dragon's is a good one. Dragon is a good one. Uh, crane is a good first option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lion's a first, good first and option. Let's turn that around a little bit. That, um, like he says there, you know, it's, this is much harder to grasp than play a land, put a dude on the table, pass. Here's the thing. That is what you're going to do first turn. Now, you're quite right. There's a lot of decisions that will lead to you doing that, and which dude and how I pass, and in this case, what fate I gain. But basically, that is what you're going to end up doing. My answer would be is start doing that. Well, and, and, and be and ready for that to be here, wrong. Here's <laughs> but, a suggestion. Know. Here's a suggestion for if you're going to deck build two decks for for players to learn. Don't put assassinations in. Yes. Yeah. It's a trap. It's, don't it's do it. Mess up new players right? a lot. Don't put the assassinations in that deck. Explain to them the idea of fate. You know, let them go. I'm going to put a fate on this one cost character. I'm going to put fate on these two cost characters. I'm going to put fates on these three cost, four cost, five cost, whatever. Without the penalty of having assassination, because that can feel miserable. Well, and right. but maybe yeah. introduce the fact that assassination is in the game, but you know don't play with it at first. Well, mm. it's it's kind of like with the uh, the Netrunner demo decks. You know they took out a lot of the complex interactions of the game, so you can easily play the game. So I think that's why Tobin's going with assassination. You remove that takes out a big play of the game, so it's more right. focused on just it, the interactions. Right. It, I think I think it's a good idea to like you know when the when a, when a player is co- new players come into this game to say okay yes there is this complexity here but we are going to ignore it for now just be aware that it's here for later yeah now let's focus on getting you started on the game yeah the assassination comment is a good example because i'm talking about learning in general and learning styles particularly with someone who um, specializes in that in the academic sense assassination is a horrible break on experimentation yes i am going to play this interesting guy out and you're going to kill him cool like, Crap! So I learned nothing from that. Right. You so don't you do that. So you mm. so you simplify the, and that's what I'm saying. I guess that's my point. Is you build those two decks that are simplified. They don't have assassinations in them. They don't have. Maybe they ha- they do have a. Re- I think they should have reprieves. I think they should have. You don't have policy debates in there. You you simplify the game to. I'm gonna bash you. You're gonna bash me. I'm gonna try to not be bashed. I'm. You're gonna try to not be bashed, and you kind of reduce it to that. Let them get the idea of what the the ups and downs of the game. As we've discussed, there can be a lot of ups and downs. Assassination is a hell of a down, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Especially if you're learning. You're like, wait, I just put three three fate on that two cause character, and he goes away. I can't do anything about that. What the hell? Yeah, right. You want to avoid experiences like that. And I'm sorry, I'm not coming up with other examples. I'm sure there are. Avoid the also. Well, what about Forgedic? What about Asawa Tadaka? Well, what about other those other? There's Mm -hmm. a lot of cards in this game that could be NPEs if you're if you get slapped in the face with them. Right, Mm -hmm. and so you, I think Forgedic is a is a good one. Anything on the basically take anything on the restricted list and don't put it on. (laughs) Don't put it in the deck. Yeah. Right. Also, Don't put Forgedict in, but you can put censures in because that's a that's an easily understandable card, 
right? It might be a surprise, but at least it's it's not, oh, that person has the favor. Oh, they can play this card. Okay, I can cancel that event. Okay, got it. Voice of Honor. The cards, and I'm just trying to, I'm thinking about, like, just don't put restricted list cards on there. I think you can easily, what I was trying to hit out with the Assassination example, I think you guys have hit a whole bunch of ones that all count for this, is don't play things that um, put a punishing cost on both mistakes and on experiments. Yes. Well, that, that, yeah. I agree with that. that yeah. you, you, just, you, you just gave me a good segue into what my, my next point was going to be. Mm. That you're sitting down, you as the experienced player, it's incumbent on you. Now, okay, this is not a tournament situation. If you see them make a mistake, stop. Okay, so why'd you just do that play? Can, mm-hmm. you, know, can, you, can you tell me why you wanted to do that? And then, and then explain to them what's, what's probably going to happen next. If, they, if, they, if you see them make a mistake, you're going to say, okay, well, you just do that, so I'm going to play this card on you. And it's gonna and it's gonna be and this and this snowball situation is going to happen that is going to be you know be bad for you. Right. So let's maybe t- let's think about a better way to play this. You know what do you really want to do here? Or or yeah. or like if if they're coming in hard on offense and you've got a strong defense and they play bonsai that doesn't get them anywhere. It goes to yeah. four to five, but it doesn't win the conflict for them at all. You're like, take that back. It doesn't do anything for you. Or yeah. they play right. it in oh, a political oh, conflict. I've yeah. seen or they play it in yeah. a political conflict, yes. Yeah, teaching-wise, I think the big one is to men- mention the fact that you say they play a bonsai moving them to four points away from breaking to two points away from breaking. Can you go or winning? Can you go... Sure Unless you have something sure, else, sure that's gonna you do should it, probably you know, keep yeah. that in your hand. And right. this is the one I would bring up. I think that I do in a lot. I like doing a lot of games, and I think L5R is the major target for it. And that's the entirely narrated play. Yes. First of the turn, I'm going to pay four fates and put this guy out here. He's mm-hmm. a four coster on to hang around, so I'm going to put one more fate on him. I'm choosing him because of this ability in this situation. Looking at your cards over there, your turn to make the choice, and that is the best thing. Get used to doing mm-hmm. that a whole turn and do it completely fairly. And again, we talked about that last time, where you're where you're externalizing, you're taking the decisions that you've made internal to your yep. th- that gut instinct choice, and you're externalizing them and voicing them out and and trying to teach those other players. Yeah. Now I realize for a lot of a lot of people that that may be a hard thing to do. It's uh, tricky. Yeah, yeah it, you know, for some people aren't necessarily comfortable, you know, externalizing their internal monologue and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have a hard time explaining things like that. Which so if you can do it, please do it. But yeah. if uh, if you are trying to bring a new player into the game, first off, be gentle. <laughs> you know, yeah. give them a gentle introduction. And that's that's what a lot of what we're talking about is. Don't play with, you know, assassination. Don't yeah. play with forged edict. <laughs> You know, yeah. maybe maybe even you know consider sticking to core set only decks for the first for a person's first game. Somewhat maybe. I think my my clarification with the uh, on the be gentle front is don't be afraid to have them win or lose, but don't play and use things that a new player has no defense against. Yeah. They don't know how good assassination is. They don't know how bad it is to play it themselves sometimes and suddenly be on four or five honor and just lose, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do things that require that experience to have any hope of making sense of. I've got a couple quick recommendations, though, that we hadn't touched. I mean, we were kind of hinting awesome. at, but I think we should just maybe at either the community or the podcast come up with demo decks. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's essentially what you guys are saying here. I've so, seen some posted to Five Rings DB. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because the, the Game of Thrones has that for their different mm-hmm. houses now, and I'm sure eventually L5R will have something similar. I certainly hope so. But, yeah, be awesome. would be but it's up to the community to do that. And if they're out there, great. So we should use those. Yeah. But the other thing is... When I have new people approach me about the game or talk about it, the thing that I get them to be interested in this game is the lore, the stories. I tell them to make sure they read the fictions. 
because as an old L5R player, that is what sucked me into the game from Magic originally was like, it's not just my dudes. It was, oh, wow, there's all this story and lore and crazy stuff going on. And the writing for this game is just on a whole other level. It's so fantastic. And the story matters. The story matters. Mm, Yeah. But point them out to where they can get the fictions and have them read the fiction because that might be what entices people to play more than caring about playing a card game because that is that's what's that's why i love this game it's not just the card game it's the stories and the lore involved with it as well it could be a good a good chance to build demo decks that are highly thematic yes so pull the awesome characters in you've seen the code of tutorial here he is in the basic um, lion lion style exactly. deck mm-hmm. as the emerald champion yeah. not as a lion one with this interesting stuff going on here right. not necessarily great cards don't have to be we're building a demo deck but fun fun good teaching thematic ones Ma- yeah that's a yeah, damn good maybe, call maybe you can the, uh, have him play the demo lion deck and then print them you know have the here's the letter from toturi and all the line <laughs> fictions go ahead and read all this theme and lore and see if that is that the clan for you yeah i mean when they, when they first introduced the game they had those uh, descriptions of the clans that they posted online, mm-hmm. and that's what I decided I'm going to be a unicorn. And player. those appear in the Learn to Play, and mm-hmm. the, yeah, they're in the Learn to Play. Mm-hmm. But more so, they they had the expanded first fictions before, uh, with the release that wasn't mm-hmm. in Learn to Play. Right. And, uh, when I read all of those individual stories. That's where I decided I'm going to be a unicorn player because that their fiction just it's like I love their story and the, their ideals. That's like that's how I want to play in this fictional world. Cool. Fair point. None cool. of us touched on that. So fair point. You know. Yeah. And it just so happens that the unicorn are trying to make nice with the naga, so that sort of fits into uh, <laughs> your was, history as well big, too. That was actually a big influence yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and and this rolls right into uh, the final question we have um, from all our listeners. Thank you for your questions. Greg asks, with the new box announcement, what other key fiction themes do you hope to get to hope to see on a card? How would you prefer to have the scene or decision represented? Do you hope or want updated cards for Sukune uh, or uh, Kaido Kosori? Kaido, Kaido Kosori? Oh, okay. Kaido yeah. Kosori. Yes, she's yes, now yes, yes. Uh, the Phoenix. Well, because she's, she's now a daimyo of a house. Right. right? Yes. So she could have daimyo now as a new card. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then that would explain because he's, a, you know, uh, Sukune's eye gets, her eye is damaged, right? She gets mm-hmm. an eye injury. And then the, the daimyo trait for Kosori. Uh, scenes for stories on cards, and what I would, would you guys love. To, I would love to see her with the ghost eye. That would be awesome. Or or <laughs> Arcade is a lion because yes. she is now mm-hmm. married. Yes, yes. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll throw it in, in for you. Isawa Kaede, and now she's uh, Totori Kaede. Mm-hmm. Akoto. Yeah, name, Akoto. name change. Name Akoto. change. Akoto. Akoto. Yeah, sorry. Simply have a card with the name change. My names. Okay, so Akoto. Akoto Kaede. Yeah, that'd so be cool. You mentioned reading. You did read the um, Scorpion fiction the other day, right? Mm-hmm. You saying um, Aramoro taking the uh, poisoned blade for um, Asami? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's that would card. be cool. There's a card for you. Yeah. Take a take a debuff for an effect to prevent something happening yeah. to someone else. You know? Like a like a picture of an arm and the, the, the yeah the blade, the blade being, uh, being stuck through the armor. Pinprint yeah. going through something yeah. from the battle in the the crab village. Oh, I loved, that's the I one I was thinking of. That's, that's the one, one I love that yeah. story. Oh, just just something just something um, emulating that event in general, making yes. it quite a widespread card, you know. You or know, the, or yeah. some more Naga. Level, level you know, more Naga cards are always <laughs> oh, good. Well, okay, fair, fair enough. <laughs> uh, another one I'd like to see, I would like to see some sort of card and uh, that has, as its art, Totary bent over a scroll with a brush in his hand. <laughs> oh, signing that baby? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That would be Actually, cool. Actually, that'd be a good one. A uh, unfinished edict. Ooh. As a card, 
the card break out where it's blank, the the blank edict with some effect on um, gameplay going on. There'd be a fantastic yeah, dramatic like, little moment where yeah. he unveils it and goes, "There's nothing on here. What the hell?" Yeah, yeah. right. Like yeah, you, that would awesome. be like a bow a character. Like you're giving the character uh, an unfinished edict, and that yeah. character has to go. Oh crap! Figure oh, out crap. what the hell. Yeah, awesome. And, and awesome don't forget, one. we're uh, another thing that's going to happen in Children of the Empire. Uh, I believe they said somewhere that we are getting. Uh, a card for Hantai the 38th. Yes, I did spec- I mean, we've seen a piece of artwork that probably is him. Yes. It's not on a card, but an artwork piece shows. So there's, there's going to be something relating to the Emperor in Children. Yeah. So huh. may- maybe there, there could you be... You say a s- he'll be a card. Yeah. There could be he a story a associated even, even with the Son of Heaven himself. In the box. So oh, I, I missed that. that. Yeah, I missed that. You missed that. I did. And there is, if you look, there's a banner piece that is clearly him sat on the throne. He yes. looks regal and he looks old and he looks tired. <laughs> but <laughs> but oh, okay, <laughs> cool. You know. There was something yeah. as in one of the one of the, there's like a one sentence somewhere in one of the announcements that there was something mentioned about you know s- stuff going on with in the empire with the emperor and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we are going to see. Possibly a card of Hantai the Thirty Eighth, or maybe just him doing something. I was oh, going to yeah. say, think right. about a card, maybe of, an event. Make think about a card which is a dishonest-style political one in which he's stumbling through the carter. Oh and right, oh, yeah. unse- <laughs> unseemly display. Unseemly display. That was the word. It's that a was province. A, that was a right? phrase his yeah. son used, right? I apologize. Yeah. I apologize yeah. for you. Yeah. Had to witness that unseemly display. That's right. Um, unseemly yes. display. Dishonor everybody in a conflict at this province. Just yeah. dishonor everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're forgetting. You're forgetting well, yeah. one thing that is uh, that is probably going. Okay, this box is a uh, uh, a, a snapshot uh, of the current state of the empire. Mm-hmm. I would bet you five bucks that there's a card in there that is Imperial Abdication. Oh, yeah, no kidding, right? There's one mm. for you. All right. Yeah. It's like, a, 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 a neutral event, Imperial, mm. of the, the Emperor Abdicates. Yeah. All right. Oh, All right. That's you. cool. That I, I, will, cool. I, will, I will bet you three five bucks. <laughs> All right. Something like that in this box. All right. No, but that's kind of the point as well. The the reason this bo- box is so enticing is we have a whole ton of cool fiction moments. Mm-hmm. We can think of just gallons of these and roll. Oh, that would make an awesome thing, and that mm-hmm. would make an awesome thing. You know, we've been drowning in them up until now. Yeah. You know, I mean, like the first encounter with the Naga, um, a a um, unicorn. Uh, crab, was it crab tracking him down? First, no, no, unicorn, was unicorn, tracking, yeah. crab unicorn with a um, unexplained tracks card, mm-hmm. and there's a huge like, what the hell are those going through the the, the forest and fields? Well, it's yeah. it's like you said, Jason. The story is great. The Search story for a matters. The card. story the, the the story is a big harpoon <laughs> <laughs> to get people into this game. <laughs> yeah, so, and, absolutely. Sorry. And the art, as you've said too. Oh. Sorry, enormous blade, bladed bladed harpoon with L five R written on the tag from the sky. If I if I haven't said it enough, I abs like I want like a full size like wall size mural of uh, the art for Bayushi's Whisperers. Yeah, <laughs> you like that oh. so much, huh? Okay. Oh well, it's just it is very gorgeous. evocative. It is very yeah. evocative. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you. any any other suggestions? We could keep doing that all day. Yeah, we could. We probably could. <laughs> I, so yeah, I mean, like there are so many ways, so many things to to think about. You know. Think about a few. Hey, you know, write in. Let us know what you think. Yeah, you, you know, give us some ideas <laughs> sure, of yours. Geez. All right, thank you uh, to all our Patreon supporters. If you're interested in supporting our efforts, check out our Patreon.com/slash Art of Warcast page. Uh, and again, we'll be hosting the second annual Smokes, Tokes, and Rokugan at Joe Sensors on Thursday, November first, in Roseville, Minnesota. Again, uh, you do not have to like smoking. Smoke, enjoy smoke. Like people who smoke. You can just come. You don't even have to talk to me if you don't want to. 
you uh, just come on down and enjoy other folks. I'll Sorry, the way, the way you said that, you don't have to like smoking. We'll fix that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you could be like me. I'll be there, and I don't smoke, but I will be drinking. So if anyone wants to take in drinking, yes. I'll be there for that. There so, is alcohol. So, so Jason will be there drinking, Tobin will be there smoking, and then they, there will be no cross. Or it'll be like there. last year where I get to, we all are drinking and stare at Tobin outside freezing his pants <laughs> off all hey, week. Yeah, was <laughs> Brad and I were out there, you know. Having, you guys were dedicated to the cause. We we yeah, admired it was, that. It's like it we kept we kept saying like, oh, they still out there smoking. Yeah. Wow, it's really cold out. Yeah, that's well, dedication, folks. It is or, or addiction. I'm not sure it's which both. one, little which bit is both. better or which is worse. And th- so. That's this podcast: dedication and addiction. Absolutely. Also, I'd like to thank Jason for joining us today. Definitely. Thanks for having me. Rocket tennis. Yeah, 2018. Rocket tennis. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at artofwarcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember, honor is the deadliest weapon. Episode 36, Children of the Rocket Tennis. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> no. <laughs>